Owning a home in Naperville is about living a great life today and investing in a secure tomorrow. On this show, we're going to give you the tools to do both. Welcome to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? I'm Chris Grano. With me is Todd Gazin of Compass Mortgage, and we are the hosts for the Naperville Weekly Market Update. Yes. Todd, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. Listen, I, I always start with the weather because the weather is getting <laughs> sensational, and I'm very happy about that. Otherwise, the market is very busy and very unpredictable right now, don't you think? Uh, you, those are two things that are absolutely true, and uh, and I think the weather probably has something to do with it, so it's definitely not an irrelevant topic. But uh, as always, we're going to go through the numbers here in, in Naperville for, for buying and selling, what's coming to the market, what's closing. Uh, we're going to talk about any changes in the financing world, and then we're always going to tackle a topic. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something that's pops up in every real estate transaction. And I mean, it pops up in our entire life and that's dealing with emotion. And when we're talking about, yeah, right? Large sums of money, Todd, right? Means large emotion. Large motion, yes indeed yeah. it does. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna get into that, but first let's talk about the numbers and boy, it is really moving. So in the last seven days, this is huge, Todd. If you remember from last week, we had 117 new listings last week in the previous seven days. This week, the prior seven days, we have a 68% increase, 196 new listings in Naperville. Holy cow. <laughs> that's a lot, that's a big oh, number. Oh my goodness, that's a big number, oh yes. And so, whatever you wanna say, whether folks are waiting for the uh, weather to finally warm up or if they just had a target date in mind, it has really happened. Now compare that with last week, we had 115 homes go under contract. So basically we had almost the exact same number of homes last week that came to market, went under contract. This week, we had a few more homes go under contract, but not to keep up with the pace of new listings. It's 119 under contract this week, but that's on 196 new listings. So the inventories, we're gonna start to see it build a little bit, but if buyers continue to keep up like they have been, they might match it house for house. Uh, well, then we look at 70 homes that closed this week in Naperville. And so let's talk about that inventory. Has it changed at all in the last week? To be honest with you, not much. So in that price point under $500,000, we're about the same, still a strong seller's market. Between 500 and 750, the same thing. Not much change there. We are seeing market times increase just marginally by about a week, so it takes you know, maybe a few days longer to sell a home right now than it did a week or two ago um, on average. But again, across the board, inventories are about the same, still favoring sellers, except for when we get above that 1 million mark, um, and that still favors buyers, of course. So that's what's happening in the inventory world. Todd, what can you tell us about financing? Rates were such a big story for a long time. Have we seen any big movement in the last week or so? Well, there's still a big story. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, if you're if you have a number in the threes, historically that's insanity, right? And if we go back a, a a year and two months ago, rates were over four and a quarter. So, I would say that rates are still incredible. Um, we had a 90 to 100 days of being insanity with rates being in the twos. 
but let's be honest. No, no one is not going to buy a home because their interest rate is three percent to three and a quarter, right? So, right. That we've seen plenty of market movement over the last couple of weeks. Now, when we measure that, is based on the bond market and the treasury market, which is interesting. Is that if today comes to fruition where the bond market performs well, it'll be the first time this year that we've had four consecutive days of improvement. So that tells you the amount of volatility that we've had since January, which has been significant, significant, very, very much. I think the other thing that's important to understand is right now is that we're starting to see a slowdown in pre-approvals, which is normal, right? So normally you would think right now it'd be very, very hot because we're entering the spring market, right? Well, we started the spring market January 1st. Well, actually it was sometime last year. It just hasn't stopped yet. And that's why we have a shortage of inventory amongst other things, right? And I think that people need to understand is we have spring break rolling in. People are taking a little bit of a time out. But I really think that we're going to start seeing a gain in inventory once we get towards the end of April into May, where we're going to start seeing the fruits of all this. And there's not going to be as, as much difficulty maybe buying a home today as there was today or going back a month or two. So I think there's lots of positive things happening in the market and still, you know, forecasting almost 6.3 million homes to be sold this year in the United States. And the norm is a rate around 5 million. So there is a lot of homes that are going to be sold regardless of inventory, right? And you just proved it right now with your numbers. So that's kind of a market update right now. Right now, and everything that's going on can be highly emotional. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I, you know, it's the biggest conversation I have, and it's, it's a, it's a topic that I think a lot of folks, when they go to buy a home, you know. People tend to see things in one of two ways, I, I feel like, in this world, in the real estate world. And that's they either see it as, as purely financial or they see it as purely personal. And it's really a mix of both. Some people understand that balance, but I see, depending on your personality type maybe, depending on how you were raised, what your ideas are about money, what your ideas are about home ownership, you tend to lean one way on that spectrum. And people forget that you might think that you are cold and calculated and and a real financial guru and don't we all right don't we wish we were we could uh, think of ourselves that way but personal finance which real estate is a part of is personal right it is personal yeah i mean we're not talking about um, you know a, a, a few dollars here and there we're talking about our home this is the place that we live and on top of that it's a large sum of money. For most people, would you agree, Todd, buying and selling a home for the average American is the largest single financial transaction they will make in a lifetime? Of course, but I mean, let's add perspective to this, if I may, is think about when you're buying your first car, you kind of have that stomach ache, like should I do this or not do it? Listen, I still have it in my 20th sum car, have that nervous energy, and I think you just bought a car, so you probably know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I sure did, yeah. So, so the reality is this is, is that if you are feeling that, that's probably a good thing because you're trying to measure whether or not you're doing something that should be financially responsible and if it makes sense. Yes. That doesn't eliminate the emotion. The emotion is eliminated by being empowered and educated through a process that takes away some of that emotion, not all of it, some of it, to at least you be able to bear through it and go, okay, I'm having a great experience. And the empowerment of the information is what leads to eliminating a lot of that anxiety. 
Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. That is 100% correct. Knowledge is power. And it's, it gives us the comfort to be able to, to move forward. We cannot cover every single angle of every single situation or every possibility. But when we, when we gather the information like you're talking about, and then, and, and frankly, have an advocate in our corner. And, you know, obviously in our world, folks in my profession and your profession are going to be those primary advocates. Uh, and I'll just tell you, you know, I'm sure you have stories to share as well, but I, I mean, I've had many conversations, um, you know, just this spring with buyers and sellers. And what I can tell you this, Todd, is that setting expectations is the best way to help manage that emotion of the transaction. And so I make a personal point to have really detailed, frank conversations with anyone who's going to be entering in the buying or selling process ahead of time so that they know what to expect because surprises in real estate are generally not good. Would you agree? Oh, I would agree. <laughs> well, the, the, the surprises come from the sum of people you surround yourself by to help you through the process, right? It's those people that are going to lift you up on their shoulders and go, we're going to walk you through this and we're going to empower you to make the right decision. But we'll also tell you this is relationship driven, not transactional driven. We're going to tell you if it's the wrong place or the wrong idea or the wrong loan program or whatever it may be. That's what you really want from your partners. Absolutely. And, and I don't discourage folks from having a conversation with a personal mentor or a family member. Now, you know, you want to make sure that you lean heavily into your, your subject matter experts, like someone in your position, someone in my position. But absolutely, I welcome when folks want to have a conversation, especially if it's a first-time home buyer, right? And they're nervous and they say, hey, can I bring my mom to our meeting or can I bring my cousin to our meeting or whoever it may be? Sure, you should, you should feel comfortable because you want to make sure, like we said, that you have the knowledge going into this that you can make good decisions. Because I found in my life, Todd, I don't know about you, but when I don't have knowledge, when I feel rushed, and when, I'm, when I feel afraid, that's when I make poor decisions. <laughs> that's when we all make poor decisions. That's even, listen, you can start that poor decision at the dinner table, let alone buy a <laughs> Yeah, you're 100% right. It's, it's decisions come from empowering, and wisdom is what you and your family and your friends can share with you to help you through making that decision. Absolutely. Well, I've, I've been grateful to have, uh, you know, folks – um, guide me, and, I, and I, I'm grateful for partners like you, that they, and you know, to have to guide clients because it really is, and it makes a big difference at the end of the day. Um, and I think a lot of times folks don't realize that walking in, but as they go through the process of buying a home or selling a home, and they get to the other end, and that's when it clicks, and they go, "Wow, yeah, right." Great. You know, I'm grateful that I had someone leading me through because I didn't know about all the perils. There's so many different ways that you can distinguish or eliminate emotion, but you know what? You have to be aware that it's never, ever going to completely go away. That's part of the experience. Whether it's joy or hurt or hard or whatever it is, people right now have emotion because they, they want to buy a house, but they just can't win to buy the house, right? It's just part of the, part of the process. And that's, so, probably the, that's probably the best way to leave it, actually, is, is, is you're right. So we covered what are the ways that you can – try to contain that. Let's acknowledge that it exists. And that's, I think that's the best way to say is it's okay. It's okay that you're going to feel some emotion. You should expect it. And like we said, moral of the story, partner with somebody who can help you put it all into perspective. Yep. Embrace it.
Absolutely. Todd, thank you as always. Yeah. Good talking with you this week and look forward to uh, some more big numbers next week, we hope, right? Let's see what it looks like. I'm anxious to hear. Absolutely. All right, you guys, be sure to check us out, as always, on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on YouTube, and be sure to get in touch with myself or Todd if you have anything that we can help you with. Everyone have a wonderful week. Todd, take it easy. See you, buddy.